Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday for the full duration of the lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Engaging our emotions in prayer. While John Bunyan was imprisoned in 1663, he wrote a discourse touching prayer. It's an exposition of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15, which reads, I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. It's probably the only book ever written to contain this choice line, and I quote, Therefore give me leave a little to reason with thee, thou poor, blind, ignorant sot. End of quote. I doubt we would tolerate that kind of introduction in our modern publications. Regardless, it contains his clearest teaching on prayer. He defined prayer, true prayer, or what he called all prayer, as follows, and I quote, Prayer is a sincere, sensible, affectionate pouring out of the heart or soul to God through Christ in the strength and assistance of the Holy Spirit for such things as God has promised or according to the word of God, for the good of the church, with submission in faith to the will of God. End of quote. Prayer, as we've discussed before, is more than a mental exercise or a performance. It is the very life breath of the Christian. To quote John Bunyan again, Thou then art not a Christian that art not praying or a praying person. Something that Bunyan highlighted that is often neglected in our conversations about prayer is emotion. Prayer is, to quote Bunyan again, the opener of the heart of God and a means by which the soul, though empty, is filled. By prayer the Christian can open his heart to God as to a friend and obtain fresh testimony of God's friendship to him. Are your prayers like that? If we're honest, many of our prayers are rather dull or dreary. They seem rote or routine. True prayer, however, is born from humility and a true affection for God. The humility comes from a realization of our own need. We know ourselves to be needy sinners, and we know that the only answer for our need is found in Jesus Christ alone. The affection comes from the realization that God delights in forgiving sinners in Christ, answering their call and providing for their needs. It's born from a clear understanding of the character and work of God. Combine these two, true humility and affection for God, and it will give birth to earnest, sincere prayer. Listen to how Bunyan describes it. I beseech you, there are two things that provoke to prayer. The one is a detestation to sin and the things of this life. The other is a longing desire after communion with God in a holy and undefiled state and inheritance. Sometimes this means that we will say a lot, and at other times it will mean that we can hardly get words out at all. John Bunyan says, In prayer it's better to have a heart without words than words without heart. But is all of this biblical? Well, consider Psalm 55. Verse 16 to verse 18 for a moment. In Psalm 55 verse 16 we read, But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. 
evening and morning and at noon I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. He redeems my soul in safety from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. This is just one example of where the psalmist pours out his heart before God in this humble acknowledgement of his need and this confident trust in God's working character. You'll also pick up in that same psalm that he mentions he utters his complaint. There are words, but he also moans. Sometimes there's a whole lot of heart, too much for words. The Apostle Paul acknowledges that sometimes prayers like that. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26, he says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. It's better to have heart without words and words without heart. But how do I get there? How do I pray with all of my emotions engaged? Well, Sidlow Baxter shared this very insightful story about his own struggle with his emotions in prayer. He stood face to face with his will, his willpower, if you will. And he said, Will, I asked, are you ready for an hour of prayer? I'm quite ready if you are, answered Will. So Will and I linked arms and turned to go to our time of prayer. At once, all the emotions began pulling the other way and protesting, We're not coming! We're not coming! I saw Will stagger a bit, so I asked him, Can you stick with it? Yes, if you can. Then Will and I got down to prayer, dragging those wriggling, rebellious emotions with us. It was a struggle. At one point in the middle of an earnest intercession, I found that one of those traitorous emotions had snared my imagination and run off to the golf course. It was all I could do to drag the wicked rascal back. But later, I found another of the emotions had sneaked away with some unguarded thoughts, and I was preaching a sermon I had not yet finished. At the end of that hour, had you asked, Did you have a good time? I would have replied, No. I wrestled wearily with contrary emotions and a truant imagination from beginning to end. That battle with the emotions continued for two or three weeks. And if you had asked then, did you enjoy your daily prayer? I, I would have had to confess, no. At times it seemed as though the heavens were brass. Yet something was happening. Will and I demonstrated to the emotions our independence. One morning... About three weeks after the contest began, just when Will and I were headed for prayer, I overheard one emotion whisper to another. Come on, guys. It's no use wasting any more time resisting. They'll go just the same. That morning, for the first time, the emotions, though sullenly uncooperative, were at least quiet, which allowed Will and me to get on with prayer without distraction. Then, a couple of weeks later, during one of our prayer times, when Will and I were no more thinking of the emotions than a man on the moon, one of our most vigorous emotions unexpectedly sprang up and shouted, Hallelujah! And all the other emotions exclaimed, Amen! For the first time, the whole territory of James Sidlow Baxter was happily coordinated in the exercise 
of prayer. You see, engaging your emotions is not something that will necessarily come easily or immediately. And sometimes we have to drag our emotions to prayer. But it is something that we should persist in, reminding ourselves again of our need and of God's gracious and glorious character. I'll close with this quote from John Bunyan again. It is not the mouth that is the main thing to be looked at in prayer, but whether the heart is so full of affection and earnestness in prayer with God that it is impossible to express their sense and desire. For then a man desires indeed, when his desires are so strong, many and mighty, that all the words, tears and groans that can come from the heart cannot utter them. God bless.